the Blaze Radio Network. On demand. Us. It's Pat, Stu, the lovely and uh, talented Jeffy. <laughs> That's one of the funniest things I've ever said. <laughs> Usually it's not cool to laugh at your own joke, but come on. <laughs> I don't care who you are. That's funny. Call it Jeffy, lovely and talented. <laughs> oh, my sides are aching. Oh, man. You know, usually you're right. It's not cool to, to right? laugh at your own joke, but that was so good. But that was so good you can't yeah. help it. You and, just and can't Jeffy, help. just so you're clear, the reason why it was funny because it was the opposite of what's actually true. Uh, <laughs> yeah, obviously. But he is so stupid. You do have to explain it to him. Yeah, no, I, I will say this, however, Jeffy. We love you very much. Except not! <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, so You guys are funny. Uh, Aren't we, though? You know, we're not. And we're not even trying. Hey, I had a tough weekend, point. so I got to take it out on you, Jeffy. Uh, I'm going to take it out on donuts. Uh, that's how I'm going to take it you out. You said there weren't any donuts. No, they brought in donuts. Uh, do you believe that this entire day... Now, we get a last-minute <coughs> indication from Glenn Beck that he's not feeling well. He's not coming in. So we're on the fly kind of putting a show together, uh, you know, that was different because Glenn obviously does different uh, things on the air. And so we're in the middle of working through this, and uh, we go through the entire yep. show. Mm-hmm. We do the entire – think of the self-sacrifice we yep. have provided for the people today. Right. And what do we hear after the show? Mm-hmm. There are donuts here. Holy cow. And it's been kept from us. It has been kept from us the, the entire, yeah. the entirety of the radio show. I mean, honestly, you'd think that <laughs> j- just the incredible effort we put in today would be people would just be feeding us donuts, right? That we they bring in Victoria's Secret models to feed us individual donuts. That's how this day should have gone in a just society. Mm-hmm. But no, we are, and not only are we told after the show, that we are then required to walk over to the donuts to get them. Yeah. That's been our day. It's incredible. It's incredible. Now, obviously, we didn't have to pay for them. Or, obviously. Or order them or get R- them here. Right. We and just then, have to stuff them in our fat gullet. <laughs> hey, what a, what? It's incredible. You know, I uh, guess. You know, so you had a tough weekend, Pat? I yeah, think I, your team won. They did. Your, they, your NCAA college football team won. Yeah. I mean, they beat the that's mighty, exciting news. BYU, BYU Cougars over the mighty Portland State Vikings. Yeah. 20 to 6. What a beating. It's a victory. Ooh, it's tough to win you. in this league. But. Now, previous to this game, you had mentioned it was essentially a, a scrimmage. <laughs> yeah, kind of. And I mean, I thought it was going to be, my prediction, I think, was 48 7. So, now you got, almost got Portland State's. Almost. It was actually BYU did better on defense than you predicted. Right, but not quite as well as I would have liked to see on offense. Which brings up an interesting uh, point because uh, they play LSU. 
this weekend. You might recognize I that mean, as one of look, the elite teams in look, the SEC. Portland State Vikings, the LSU Tigers. About the same Portland thing, right? State, yeah, so you can think maybe, okay, maybe you take away a couple of points. from It's 18 to <laughs> ten. 7 or 10, yeah. maybe. I could, I could see LSU sticking within a score in this game. Are you, are you as confident as the undefeated season as you were? Man, I am nowhere near. I am. <laughs> Until I saw what was going on in Houston, I, th- I thought I was pretty devastated. And then I realized, okay, there's some real problems in the world. And uh, yeah, my, no, it's, the it, city I love is just being destroyed. It it's is incredible, crazy, man. Crazy. Just and, crazy. And I, we kind of co- talked about this a little bit on radio today. It went from, oh, by the way, there's a storm uh, out in the Gulf. Uh, yeah, it might, it it might actually like it bring some rain. Might, might, be, might bring some rain. Might, you know, it's possible it could hit as a Category 1 hurricane, maybe not even a tropical storm. And I was like, you know what? Category 2 is in play. Just want to make you guys aware. Category 3 is a possibility. Uh, Category 4 hurricane is going to slam into Corpus Christi and the surrounding areas and really do a lot of damage. And it did. And it did. And then I remember going to bed and thinking, wow. Man. You know, Again, like there's no luckily here because it's a terrible tragedy for wherever it hits, but at least it's not hitting a massive population center. Wake up in the morning, two feet of water in Houston. Yeah. I mean, it went really that fast. I, I mean, hurricanes are weird because if I forget which side is the considered the dirty side. Now, as a, right side, as a staff meteorologist. Oh, God, here he is. Uh, Jevy, you should know. So this was Houston was on the right side of landfall. Yeah. So they're on the dirty side of it, and that's why they're getting so much more rain than even Corpus, where it kind of hit. All right, Jeffy, go ahead, explain it. Oh, no, no. Oh, no, no. Not go no. ahead. Don't you? No, no, no. No, no, no. You know why? Because he doesn't no. know. He doesn't know. He doesn't know. He doesn't know about the dirty side of a hurricane, which is amazing. The guy lived in Tampa, Florida, that was hit by hurricane after hurricane after hurricane, and he thinks he's Mr. Meteorologist. How'd he, that happen? If you look behind him, weather expert, they didn't have to prepare that. That was in the slew of things because he constantly, every time there's a weather story, acts as if he's a meteorologist. And you'll be just like, oh, man, us it, off. You'll be like, hey, uh, oh, guys, you guys, it really rained a lot. Well, there's, oh, a there's a low pressure system building up. It's going to be trapped between the low and the high pressure system. The barometric pressure is going to drop. Shut up. That's, that's, that's usually basically how it goes. How it goes. <laughs> so can we put uh, can so we then, can we put like a graphic of the of the hurricane behind Jeffy so he can walk us through what's going to happen here? Maybe I don't know if we can get that. Yeah, that'd be great. If there's a picture of the hurricane that we have handy and we can put it behind on the big screen sometime in the show today, that would be helpful because I think Jeffy needs to kind of walk us through what 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 it's life going to be like in these areas for the next few days. We have an expert on staff. This is the time to utilize him. Exactly. This in the and when we eat. Those are the two times he shines. Uh, so that'll happen coming up, I guess. Um, so here's the FEMA director talking about uh, Harvey, the hurricane. Worst, um, okay, to call it the worst disaster in Texas history is quite a stretch at this point. It's, I mean, monetarily, I guess it would be. Yeah, but, but I mean, loss Galveston. of life-wise, the Galveston hurricane of 1900 killed ten to 12,000 people. Worst disaster in American history, let alone Texas. But anyway. Uh, Here's some of the damage. uh, And he said, you're seeing rescues from very high expensive, uh, high end to very low rent apartments. It's hitting people equally, uh, said one uh, West Houston business owner. Uh, This will be devastating disaster. Probably the worst disaster the state has seen, said uh, FEMA. It's William Brock Long who said that. The recovery event is going to take many years. It's up to the rooftop. Oh, my. Uh, Up to the, you know, the... The storm drainage, yeah. the gutters. 
Oh, incredible. Wow. Uh, many years uh, wow. to be able to uh, recover. People impacted by this event will achieve a new normal um, only in many years. Uh, it is, I mean, these are, look at these houses too. Unbelievable. I mean, uh, these that are, is horrific. This is really. I mean, even in, um, you know, probably Houston's wealthiest neighborhood, River Oaks, uh, they had a ton of flooding there. They, sh they showed a picture of this beautiful colonial mansion, and it's probably got three feet of water uh, leading up to it, and probably inside the house. I mean, can you imagine the, the, just the devastation and the messing up of people's lives? Hopefully they get out of this alive, but then there's the cleanup afterward, and there's the how do I do this afterward? Where do I yeah. stay in the meantime? MercuryOne.org, by the way, to help out with that. Um, you know, I, it's weird because flooding is a lot of times much more localized than I think you <clears throat> picture it if you're not in the area. Um, I can remember, um, yeah. I used to live in, uh, actually, Joe Pistardi uh, mentioned Lambertville, New Jersey. Um, to, uh, in his uh, kind of talk about the history of these big floods. Lambertville, New Jersey was about 20 minutes up the river from where I lived um, in oh. Pennsylvania. Mm -hmm. uh, Lambertville is on one side and New Hope is on the other. And they're both like really cool like bed and breakfast type towns where you, know, you come in, you stay the weekend, you, they're good restaurants and cool little things to do, shopping and stuff like that. They're really, it's a really cool area. Um, and, uh, but down the, I was about 20, 20 uh, minutes down the river. And we were on, I want to say it was one of our tours where we would go and do um, theater tours around the country. And there was a flood that happened. We lived one block from the river. So uh, then it's the river that separates Pennsylvania and New Jersey. So we lived one block from there and we were up on the hill a little bit. So I never thought of flooding being a real possibility. Occasionally a little water would, you know, get onto the street. It was that type of thing where... When there was a big rain, you'd get a little water in the street, but it was never a big deal. So I'm away, and we're on this tour, and I turn on MSNBC, and MSNBC is showing the coverage in my town. This is incredible. Like, they're like, the flooding is everywhere. Uh, They've got Rita Cosby. Remember Rita Cosby? Yeah. She used to be on MSNBC. Yep. She's in a boat on the street I drive on every day, in a boat. She's got, she's in a boat and she's like paddling as she's doing a report on this boat. And I'm like, oh my God, what is happening? Like, is this high <laughs> enough to get to, uh -huh. to my house? Because I mean, my house is up on a little bit of an elevation, but it's not like a hundred, you know, it's like, you know, it's up. It would be hard, but you know, a big flood could, I guess, do it. Right. And uh, so I'm, I'm calling my wife. I'm panicked. I like, Hey, are you okay? What's going on? She's like, what? Like, is, are you okay? Like, what's, I saw the flooding on TV. Rita Cosby's in a boat down by the house. Like, what's going on? Oh, yeah, no, I just, just went around the other side. Uh, it, it, it didn't even come up our, really our street at all. It just, you know, it just kind of covered the street. Down, down about a mile down the street, there was a, you know, kind of a big puddle, and it was probably up to, like, your <laughs> knees. And she that's was, where they were. And she was in a boat in the water up to her knees. Now, there has been serious flooding in that area, and, and to the fact that they've raised... The houses here and these things do happen. Yeah. But it's hard to tell. I mean, from what we're seeing, I mean, the maps this, of this Houston, Houston thing does not look localized. No, it looks I like mean, it looks like it's everywhere. And the worst flooding is near the Houston ship channel, okay. you know, because it's connect. Houston is connected to the Gulf of Mexico by the ship channel. And then, uh, you know, it's I mean, it's connected all the way to Galveston. But but the water connects them and that's why houston is a big shipping port even though it's not exactly on the gulf 
Um, and so when that floods, when a hurricane comes in, it, the storm surge pushes water all through those communities near NASA. Um, Clear Lake, Friendswood, Pasadena, all those, all those, all those places get uh, flooded. And uh, so it's really difficult to, to live in that area. Because this happens a lot. Uh, you know, I've said before that if you spit twice in Houston, you've got a, a flash flood on your hands. Or um, if Jeffy sweats. Or if Jeffy sweats. And it'll be, you know, like a gravy <laughs> flood because he sweats gravy. Oh, does he really? So, yeah. So that's actually kind of an enjoyable it, flood. It is, if you've got think. some mashed potatoes underneath. Um, Jeffy, do you carry around mashed potatoes? Will he still? Is that still a thing? Yeah. Well, why don't you tell me? No, I just said no. That, that it was one of your trends for a long time. When I first met Jeffy, he actually had mashed potatoes, a scoop in his pocket that was filled at all times. Just time. in case he started sweating, and then he'd have <laughs> like, mashed potatoes and gravy. Instead of using a towel, he would use mashed potatoes <laughs> to dry his face off. And he just wring it and in. Then he'd, yeah, and then yeah. he just eat. Pretty um, handy, really. When and you those think were about good it. days. <laughs> were good, those you know were good days. They were good days. You know what? Looking back, they sure were, weren't they? <laughs> yeah. Mm. Kind of interesting were. because Katrina pushed New Orleans residents to Houston, and now this looks like it's going to push Houston residents to Dallas. And Dallas is already preparing for. They're trying to get some mega shelters ready for five yeah. to ten thousand people who are expected to come all at once. And so far, I I don't I don't know that they've crowded into the uh, K. Bailey Hutchison Center, but uh, they expect people to. They've got, I guess they can accommodate up to 5,000 evacuees at just that place. Now, yeah, they said they had it ready up on the, on the second level so that it still wouldn't affect any events. We'll see how that goes. But oh. then it wouldn't affect any events still scheduled uh, mm -hmm. as of right now. And so, boy, that'll be fun going there. Won't it, though? Mm. Yeah, a lot like it was really fun going to the Superdome for <laughs> yeah, the uh, people great. of New Orleans. Uh, that was uh, great. I remember going there afterwards, and it was, it was creepy because uh, it was for, like, it, yeah. that was the Baltimore, that was the Colin Kaepernick Super Bowl, right? That was the Baltimore, San Francisco. I think oh. that year it was in the Superdome. And uh, first of all, being in that, in just being oh, yeah, there yeah. was weird. Because, I mean, to me, I had never been there before. And being there, even though it was many years after the Katrina thing, that was the first thing yeah, that popped in your mind. Is you realize sure. people were just like camping out that whole disaster thing, and that was the Super Bowl where the lights went out in the oh, middle of the game. Yeah, it just was That's pitch right. black in there for like five minutes. I, then a couple of the lights kind of clicked on above, and it was like you, you could see a little bit, but like you realized, holy crap! Like this is you are in a situation where in the Superdome where it's pitch black. There's you know seventy thousand people there. It. It, it puts you in that perspective of, like, imagine what that would have been like with a real disaster going on. Yeah, really, uh, Where people didn't really know if they were going to live or die. Yeah. That must have been uh, absolutely terrifying. But let, let me show you these, uh, these pictures of the um, Buffalo Bayou uh -huh. in Houston. Uh -huh. um, this is before and after pictures. Uh, pretty, pretty incredible. Do we have that footage? Uh, here it is. So there you go. Now, that's just the normal one. That's what it normally looks like. And uh, it'll change here in a second to show you what it looks like now. Whoa. Oh, I mean, man. look at that. It's up to, you know, two-thirds of the way up those trees. Uh, really, Oh, my uh, gosh. Houston, because, because of the flood situation, they built a whole series of bayous. And that's why they could call it the Bayou City is one of its nicknames. But there's bayous everywhere, and it's to kind of control the, the path of the flooding. So they can funnel it somewhere else other than your neighborhood. And when you have it like that, there's nothing you can do. <laughs> no, there's not right. really much of an answer do. there. No. no, really not. All right, triple eight seven two seven Beck. More patents to uh, come up in just a second, or you know, two. I don't know. All um, right.
Uh, look, we're in the middle of a, of a real disaster, and, and I, you know, uh, this is probably the easiest time to do a commercial for my Patriot Supply, but it's actually a bad time uh, to buy um, in a weird way because mm. you need to be ahead of these things. You've got the Houston thing mm-hmm. going on. If you were in Houston, we have a lot of listeners in Houston. Uh, Pat, of course, used to be uh, the big morning show host guy, so we have tons of people who have come over and followed Pat here uh, you know, from, from Houston. And, you know, if you were there and you've heard us blabbing about uh, being prepared all this time and you didn't pull the trigger on it, it's, you know, it's too late now if you're in Houston. Right. Um, if you're in one of these areas where you're trapped. Uh, but if you were and you couldn't get out, people are saying don't leave your house if you're somewhere safe. It's, you got to be prepared. This could be weeks and mm-hmm. weeks of this. Uh, hopefully you already called my Patriot Supply. Yeah, it's going to take a long time to recover and a long time to get the food supply rolling again. You know, the food... The chain that we have going is a great one because of capitalism, but sometimes it gets interrupted. So right now you can get My Patriot Supplies 102 serving survival food supply for just $99. That includes the shipping because they throw that in for free. So you get breakfast, you get lunch, you get dinner, and that includes the really delicious stuff like the popular creamy chicken rice. It lasts up to 25 years in storage, so you don't have to do this more than once. You do it once and you're, you're taken care of for a long time. If you're somewhere that is not you know, in the floodwaters of Houston, do this now before something like this happens in your area. Give them a call, 888-411-5290, 888-411-5290, or preparewiththeblaze.com. It's preparewiththeblaze.com. Hey, it's Pat and Stu, 888 Beck, just one little aside to this Houston story, and... It's, uh, you know, I don't want to be battling again about BYU sports, but it's interesting to note BYU was supposed to play LSU at Energy Stadium in Houston this uh, Saturday. I can't be happy. And that just can't happen. So are they, are they going to be playing the game in, in Provo? Uh, uh, no, they're not. Up, they're up, <clears> no, they're not. Play? And they probably won't play in Dallas, which uh, Dallas, I guess Jerry Jones offered him Jerry World there. Could have played at uh, AT&T really? Stadium. Mm-hmm. Well, let's go. That's where it needs to be then. Uh, he said, yeah, you guys can come up here. Uh, but where it looks like it's going to be is either in New Orleans, which you might recognize as LSU's backyard, <laughs> or Baton Rouge, which, which you, you might, might recognize. recognize as LSU. <laughs> make How it a, is that possible? That cannot be Make possible. it a super tough game, all the tougher. They cannot let that happen. Yeah, I know. Yeah. They cannot let that happen. So they're not going to do Dallas, which seems more sensible. It does seem sensible, right? I mean, it was supposed to be a neutral site because it's the AdvoCare kickoff classic or something like that. AdvoCare Texas kickoff. Yeah. Now, it's, Texas is in the title. You'd think it needs to be in Texas. Kind of, yeah. Yeah, kind of. Um, yeah, New Orleans uh, Superdome has reached out to Energy Stadium, uh, notifying them that the dome is available. Uh, I mean, but you'd think, too, <laughs> like, if you let's say you're an, uh, you've flown in to Houston for this game, or you're thinking about it, like you could probably redirect to another place in uh, Texas. Or if you got to Houston, you could drive to three Dallas. hours, three and a half, hour, four hours. Just cost you more money. Yeah. Well, this story says Orlando, mm-hmm. Dallas, and Nashville potential sites as well. Orlando? <laughs> Nashville? What the? Where does that come from? I, I, I mean, Tennessee. plus... Here's the thing. I already, you know, I booked this a long time ago. And oh, I've yeah, got, that's right. You have tickets. You should yeah, point I got out, tickets, right? uh, which cost a little bit of money <laughs> and uh, especially t- since i'm taking my boys and my sons-in-law so there's six of us going and then a couple of hotel rooms 
and now it's going to not happen there. So I'm hoping I can get my money back. Well, Jeff, you can't let this stand. According to this article, and I'll, I'll sell it for you, Pat. No problem. Don't oh, okay. All right. This, uh, if this if this is moved, this game, which obviously it will be moved, so it'll be it'll be the third year in a row LSU has had a game away from home wow. moved to another location. Yeah, okay? I read that. Both games mm-hmm. moved to Tiger Stadium. <laughs> Did they really? God, they have almost as favorable treatment as uh, Alabama does. Yeah, I mean, not as much, obviously. Pretty close though. Uh, but close. Uh, so there you go. Um, while this is all going on, and I know most people obviously led their shows with uh, two segments uh, with yeah. BYU. I know that's the typical <laughs> way people went, but we can. Is it okay? What, what, what's on everybody's mind? Today? No, I know. We, I'm just that, saying, is it okay right? to break in one other so. story? Uh, I think we could. Uh, here is <laughs> some footage, I guess, from the uh, from the Daily Wire. This is uh, Berkeley's anti-fascist protest, the Antifa. See, they're called Antifa because anti-fascist. <laughs> that's what you need to Very know clever. about them. Very uh, clever. Here's some of the footage mm. from Berkeley. Look at look at them beating up fascism. That guy looks like a fascist. Beat him up. Yeah, well, he's wearing orange. Nobody but fascists wear orange. And look at these cowards, all dressed in masks. What is that? Why why are you doing that? Have they have they said why they're masked like this? They say that the fascist police will arrest them if they identify <sighs> Come them. Come on. Your your sign is sideways, man. A moron. And there's somebody getting knocked around. Wow. That's, uh, That's the peace. Peace. The peace demonstrators. Mm-hmm. Antifa. I think it was 14 arrests or something uh, in the protests. Uh, unbelievable. I don't know. I mean, I, it's really frustrating. The Antifa thing, I think, is one of those things where the media... It, 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 look, the media does a lot of things that I really can't stand, and a lot of it is very ideological. I think with this particular case... Uh, it was ideological to take on Donald Trump. They wanted to vilify Trump in any way possible. It's like Trump came out and said, uh, there are a lot of good people uh, on both sides of that uh, situation. And what people are doing is holding him to the words he said, which in many circumstances would be fair. Uh, you know, he did say that, and, and, and the, the march in question did not have any good people in it. It was the Jews will not replace us march, as it's kind of come to be known. And there were not good people there. My well, guess is... You, let me ask you this question. Do you want the Jews to replace us? Oh, I, I guess... Why don't you answer I mean, it, Stu? Is the answer... I, I guess not. I, okay. I, I would just write the... All right, then. Well, I mean, but I don't really fear the Jews <laughs> replacing us. But, I mean, I guess I should, maybe? I don't uh, know. Maybe. Uh, but, I mean, like, okay, my guess is Trump was trying to say that, hey, look, uh, there are a lot of people who don't want these statues taken down that are not white supremacists, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Of course, you know, the issue being that Donald Trump doesn't speak the language particularly well. Um, <laughs> it's his 14th language, if you don't know. He was raised uh, speaking Swahili, mm-hmm. mainly, um, and has only come about English in the last few years. <laughs> so he's not good at that. And to, to hold Donald Trump to the actual words he says is ridiculous. Now, I know that statement I just said is completely insane. I, I completely recognize it. But the man just doesn't say words in the right order. Can we come to that agreement? Mm-hmm. Like, you can't, you cannot, you're like, well, we need to be able to trust the, the president of the United States. Well, you can't this time, okay? <coughs> Sorry, I hate to break this to you. It's not going to yeah. happen this time. You got to think about something else you need to do, um, which is probably listen to uh, unnamed sources that clarify it later. 
Because, I mean, the bottom line is, do you really think Donald Trump was saying white supremacists are good people? I don't think so. I think you're using no. a technicality to try to vilify him as much as possible. And I think with Antifa, the media got caught up in that pretty badly because I think their reaction was, look, the white supremacists are bad people. Uh, the other people fighting them can't be as bad as them. So therefore, they're okay. And without really knowing what Antifa was, these guys are bad guys. Yeah. This is a bad group of people. And they're going to do some real damage, and, um, and they have already, but they're, it's going to get worse and worse and worse when they're being cheered on by large swaths of the mainstream media. I mean, that's, uh, it's a pretty bad practice. Yeah, and the people they were beating up in Berkeley organized a march called The March Against Marxism. How dare they? Yeah, how dare they? I mean, in America, where we don't like Marxism, how dare they march against it? Um, said they had nothing to do with the alt-right. Said they didn't. They weren't Nazis. They don't. Uh, they're not racist. They don't like racists. But they canceled the rally anyway because of all the threats and the violence from Antifa. Just, I mean, and and are they really getting excoriated today because of it? I don't, doesn't seem like it. I mean, some people have mentioned it, but I don't see any kind of outcry against the people. These thugs from Antifa. No, mask wearing thugs. I mean, what are you wearing a mask for except for? The fact that you want to uh, do whatever you want. You want to commit vandalism and beat people up and not be recognized. Well, I mean, there are other reasons to wear masks. We've asked Jeffy to wear a mask on the show many times. Um, we think Very that's, true. you know, best for the audience, uh, best for the people. You just won't do it, though. No. Jeffy, why do don't you it. listen to us more? Or wouldn't, wouldn't your life be better <clears throat> if you listened to us more? Have you thought about that? <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I have thought about it still. Man. I have thought about it. <laughs> I love Jeffy Cam. That's mm. uh, that's fun. That's just good, clean fun, right it's there. It's a good memory. I don't care who you it's are. It's a good memory. Yeah, it is. Jeffy Cam. Uh, oh wait, Jeffy I'm has a sign. I'm tearing up a little oh, bit no. just thinking of it. Mm-hmm. Are you? What, so. What's your sign? Oh well, Jeffy Cam uh, covered it up. Sorry, I was just oh getting ready God. to go into the breaks. I just want people to be aware. Shoes will not replace us. <laughs> It is a okay. All right. strange, strange, <laughs> it's really uh, strange sign. Uh, let's take a break. Triple eight seven twenty seven Beck is the phone number. Back with more uh, in uh, just a second. Here on the Pat and Stu Wonderful Worldwide Experience Program Show. Uh, by the way, just an important point about BYU's performance over the weekend. In fairness, I don't. In fairness, they were without four starters uh, in the game. So, what did they retire? No, they... <laughs> see, because they're old. Remember? Oh yeah. That's yeah. What said. Good one, Stu. See, it's gonna be just because they get because they don't start playing until they're seventy. Right. That's what the LSU coach after they become out. grandparents. Right. <laughs> oh, that's always a good one. Yeah, that was I mean, his criticism. And then they're so it? tired out from yeah. servicing all their wives. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, Is that so good funny. stuff? We're so funny. Um, <clears throat> so uh, Reason uh, did a video. I, this, I love this guy uh, who does these videos for Reason. You know what he reminds me of? To bring back a memory here for those longtime Blazers. I actually don't know who he reminds you of yet. Because you haven't me. said. Okay, I'm going to say it. Okay. Um, uh, Brian Sack. Remember Brian? No, yeah, it's been, been a while. I love yes. Brian, and he's—I uh, follow him on Twitter still. He's still and, alive, by the way. He's oh no, he's, I mean, it's just yeah, he hasn't been. We haven't seen him in a while. I mean, 
Now, uh, we're not in New York that often. We don't really get to see him that often. What's Brian but, doing? Uh, Anybody know? Uh, I, kind I, of off made, the subject, but... Yeah, I, I don't know. I'm not sure what he's doing at the moment, but he, I know he, uh, he's still very funny on Twitter, and we love Brian. Yeah, Zach. he's a great guy. This guy, for some reason, reminds, his style reminds me of him, but he does a bunch of these videos, and some of them are really freaking funny. Um, but this one is about okay. uh, subsidizing sports. And if you, as you know, we're big mm-hmm. sports fans, largely. Um, uh, mm-hmm. Pretty much apologize for anything that happens in sports and our excuse to watch mm-hmm. it. Uh, that being said, the fact that taxpayers would pay for sports stadiums is something that pisses us both off yeah. because it's just so completely ridiculous. Especially when you're almost always talking about a billionaire who owns the team. Mm-hmm. And then he wants to sponge off the populace of the city? No, no, no it seems Stop stupid. It. Uh, so there's a long, uh, really good uh, review of all of this uh, done by Reason.com. Here's a clip. But even a diehard sports person like me knows publicly funded sports are overvalued. I just mean that sports bravado is driving up taxes and tuitions and killing local economies. How? Let's play the balls. Sports mania drives up taxes through stadiums. Major League Soccer is adding two new teams to the league, and major U.S. cities are bidding to get them. But much like a YouTube comments argument, it's more costly to win. Please subscribe to us on YouTube. The winner will likely have to pay $200 million for a stadium. And the winner is the U.S. taxpayer, most of whom think MLS is a genetic disorder. But just listen to these local politicians talk about it. World-class stadium and a contributor to the economy within the city and the state. And stadiums will cure cancer and be filled with candy and bring grandma back to life. But every issue has two sides. Here are the pros and cons of stadium subsidies as I see them debated. Con. Taxpayers will cover at least half of a $200 million stadium, plus maintenance. Pro sports! <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Uh, yes. It's about the extent of the argument at this point. Uh, it's a really good video. You watch it on uh, Reason.com. He's really funny. Uh, Andrew Heaton, I think is his name. He, he did a mm. bunch of... Uh, he does these things like seemingly weekly, and uh, they're very funny, if you're interested. Uh, so, Gone with the Wind has been canceled. Now, you might say that came out a long time ago. Uh, but uh, Memphis uh, was going to do a, sh- a screening of Gone with the Wind uh, as part of its <clears> summer uh, s- film series next year. But yeah. uh, customers complained because uh, it has uh, insensitive racial terms oh, used in it. Oh. We should just tear it down. I mean, you, you're talking about the country? Because I feel the same way. Like, <laughs> well, let's just get rid of it at this point. Is it it's- worth I mean, I know, we had it? a good run, right? right. I mean, 1776 was a long time ago. Yeah. You know, I mean, what are we supposed to do here? We're going to make it 300 years? No. Let's cut it right now, cut our losses, move on with our lives. Thoughts? Yes. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yes. I, uh, so ridiculous. I mean, really? Gone with the wind since 1939. It is still the all-time biggest box office winner in the history of movies. So Yeah, because inflation adjusted. Inflation adjusted in its initial run, it brought in like uh, $1.5 billion domestically. I, I, that's, I mean, that's almost untouchable. Which and proves, nobody's touched it since. Yeah, which proves the hate of America right there. Doesn't it, though? Doesn't it? Uh, doesn't mm-hmm. it? Yeah, well, so I we mean. we continue to celebrate the hate. Uh-huh. It's, oh, it's true. Um, obviously, we all know that the NFL is racist, right? We all know. Clearly, oh, big time. Um, Tucker Carlson did a uh, mm. so, now we we had something. Maybe we should bring this back for tomorrow. I just posted this on on Facebook page. You can you can share it with people who make the Colin Kaepernick esque arguments. 
um, going through the actual numbers of the NFL, and it's almost insane to claim the NFL is racist for various oh reasons. My gosh. Tucker Carlson touches on one of them here. So you have a league that is 70% African-American. 70% of the players are black as compared to about 13% of the population. So clearly there's no racism in hiring. You have a guy who signed a contract in 2014 for like $126 million, collected $39 million of that. Just on the basis of those facts alone, it's hard to see how Colin Kaepernick at 29 is a victim of racism. Tell me how he is. Well, considering that he's the 17th best quarterback in the league, in a league oh, that employs well it. over 90 quarterbacks, there's no reason for him to not have a job at this point. Yes, he did opt out of his contract and decided to take his talents to another team. But huh. the fact that, again, only 16 other quarterbacks have a higher uh, quarterback rating than Colin Kaepernick oh, speaks God, a lot to what's going on with the NFL and the reason why we believe this is so? an issue of race. Okay. Now, maybe the owners are making a poor decision and not picking up Colin Kaepernick. I'm not qualified to assess. I doubt you are either. But what, what makes you suspect it's racial? Again, the league is 70% black. If anything, it seems like it might be able to use a little diversity. I mean, that's, that's not... I mean, how is that racism? I'm, I'm honestly confused. Yeah, it's a good question. Yeah, it is. Uh, it's a good question. Um, and by the way, the Colin Kaepernick uh, passer rating is a complete BS stat. He played in a uh, very uh, friendly offense for uh, this for to, to manufacture quarterback rating. To keep it simple, Chip Kelly's offense was is an offense that uh, gave Nick Foles, who is a uh, he's going to be a backup for Philadelphia this year. He's lost his job since that year twice, and he has the third highest quarterback rating of all time for a season. Um, playing in that system, it is a very it, you you minimize interceptions. Um, now, Colin Kaepernick fumbled nine times last year, and by the way, has lost his job twice to Blaine Gabbert. <laughs> okay, this guy is not the seventeenth best quarterback in the league. No, I, I think he's very no, borderline he whether he should be in the league at all. Now, he probably because what you do with quarterbacks is if they've ever had any level of success, you can usually throw them on a roster, yeah. and that's what that's what Colin Kaepernick is. He's a guy that, just like Mark Sanchez or, um, you know, uh, Trent Dilfer later in his career, guys that had some success at one point playing for a team that, uh, that had, a, you know, a very good defense or a very good running game, so they didn't have to do an awful lot. And when they tried to open up that offense that next year, he was terrible, terrible. And he's been terrible for multiple years. And let's just say, let's assume that – Somebody in an NFL uh, decision-making position looks at his stats and likes his stats and thinks, okay, 16 touchdown passes to four interceptions last year. That's great. Pretty good ratio. Uh, the guy can throw. He can run a little bit. All right. Is it racist if they consider all of the the character issues of this guy and you don't want the baggage that comes with him? No. That's not, that has nothing to do with race. No. That's, you don't want a troublemaker on your team and you don't want somebody to come in and divide the locker room. Because if the locker room's divided, your team doesn't have a shot. Yeah, you'll no notice, way. by the way, other black quarterbacks have jobs. Right. Uh, you know, he right. doesn't. Um, but uh, other black quarterbacks do have jobs. And other black players on the teams that could theoretically sign him have jobs. I mean, the Eagles Sanity. are, again, an example of this in that they needed a backup quarterback mm -hmm. and signed Nick Foles, the guy who outperformed Colin Kaepernick in the same system. Um, but they could have easily picked up Kaepernick instead. Yeah. They didn't yep. because he sucks. Yeah.
plainly, he blows. Yeah. A couple things uh, they don't want you, to, and also a couple of things that the NFL locker room does not want is the third-string quarterback or the second-string quarterback getting more news and more coverage than the first team. That's yeah. for sure. They do not want that, that at all. That is true. And second of all, Nothing I, to do I, with racism. I read an, correct. And I read a, uh, an article by a couple of offensive coordinators in the NFL uh, talking about uh, Colin and where they said the reason, one of the reasons that uh, no team wants him is because not once during all this time has he said, I'm ready to work. I'm ready to get yeah. back to work. I'm ready. To, I'm ready to play. I'm excited to play some football. Just give me a chance to get back on the field. Yep. Not once. Mm-hmm. It's all about the activism, and it nobody is. wants that. Yeah, who he doesn't wants seem that? to care. Nobody about wants that. Which again has nothing to do with race. Triple eight seven two seven. Back more patents too coming up. That was pretty funny though. Yeah, well, that was a good joke. Yeah, it was. He nailed it yeah. as usual. But actually, it wasn't. A joke. I, mean, no, I, I really it was meant it. Funny. No, I meant. No, you yeah, were. You, we're not going to take a commercial break, right? You were just oh, yeah, kidding I thought about we that. We were. When we're right back, we're not going to be back. All right. Hi. Every freaking person who talks about Colin Kaepernick this year says 16 touchdowns, four interceptions. Again, that offense is designed to throw like 80% screen passes. Mm-hmm. That, like that is the. Right. It, even in that offense, he only completed 59% of his passes, which is terrible. Mm-hmm. Beyond that, the team went 1-10 and 10 and that's, with him as a quarter. That's, that's bad. Bad? Bad. Okay. Yes. One, Very bad. 1-10. and 10. So you're saying 1 win and 10, ten losses. losses. That's not all the games By the, the way, season, though. The worst <laughs> record of any starting quarterback <laughs> in the league last year that started at mm-hmm. nearly as many games. Uh, so, uh, you can say, yes, he can't control the defense. I got that. The team was not good. But still, it's not like this guy's coming off a real record of success. I know. He threw 16 touchdowns and four interceptions, most of which was in garbage time because they were getting slaughtered because he couldn't do anything in the first quarter. Mm-hmm. And he fumbled nine times. <laughs> this is not a good quarterback. Okay, that's all I had to say. All right. Thank you, Stu. Well, it was better than you starting with BYU again. I wasn't going to. Yes, you were. No, I was going to start with Hollywood Reporter, Humans of New York, docuseries coming to Facebook. Oh, good. I can't wait to see it. Uh, So here it is. is. Stories are what women tell to their children and what eventually their children tell to their children. But the first stories are how to be human. Oh, hello. 1,200 interviews. Four years of filming learn that helping others is the most important thing in life. We're all in a rat race. Look at this. We're in a rat race. To go where? Stop and look at the people around you and say, can I help that person? It's so important. Right? I'm done. So important. I gotta have to train. (laughs) There is no meaning to life. You have to make there be a meaning. What? Change the way you think about things, and the things you think about will change. Love. Okay. <clears throat> Cute slogan. Love. <laughs> and being loved. One thing you will take with you when you Hello. leave is your story. Mm-hmm. The city, it's baby. Eternal story. Wow, can I tell you something that doesn't look the least bit appealing, <laughs> it does interesting, to me, fun, 
Oh, are you kidding me? Looks like it's well done. Nothing. It certainly seems like they put a lot of money in it. Is this one of the first Facebook uh, uh, original this efforts? Would be I think so. Yeah. I mean, this would be great. Be watching for Humans of New York. It's a big blog, apparently. Yeah. Uh, wow. Okay. Uh, have you seen the, uh, now I think this is a Vince Flynn book, right? American Assassin? I think it is, and if so, isn't that his, his first book turned into a movie? I think so. Now, if you don't know mm. who Vince Flynn is, uh, he was a great, great guy. Uh, was? Friend of the really show was. for many years. Yes, he uh, passed away, uh, sadly, from cancer several years ago. Um, but, I mean, he was a great, uh, great guy. I a mean, really, a, guy. really one of the nicest guys, one of the, one of the nicest people. Great author. Um, a great author and would, you know, come in and was always really cool to us and, uh, and was just always really respectful and, and, and gracious. I mean, he, he gave a lot to, you know, charities that we were working on and, and always it was, you know, I mean, he, I can't say enough about Vince Flynn. It's, and so it's kind of sad. It's, you know, it's bittersweet that his first movie turned into a, or his first book turned into a movie comes out after he died. Uh, yeah. That's kind of a shame. But, but here's, I, here's yeah. a look at the trailer. I'm excited of for it. American Assassin. So, what do you remember about your parents' death? Car crash. I was 14. You started having discipline problems. Kicked out of three boarding schools after that. Let's talk about that day on the beach. Katrina, I love you so much. Will you marry me? <laughs> what happened? gave up everything after that, didn't you, Mitch? No, not everything. Mm. What'd you think? You were gonna kill Mansoor and wipe out his whole cell. For starters, yeah. I like your agenda. I know exactly what to do with you. So what do I need to know about this guy? He's a warrior. Best I've ever known. Mm. Michael Keaton. Some bad things happened to you. Now you want to kill those mean old terrorists. You think that qualifies you for my selection process? My guess is if you and I go hand to hand, you can probably figure out inside of 20 seconds whether or not I have what it takes to make it through selection process. So, what do you say? Kill me. You think you can slice a man's throat right here like this? Well, in the movies. What is it you think we do here? We kill people who need to be killed. Out there, you're a ghost. You don't exist. He's ready, Stan. He's not ready. He will be. Dang, that looks good. Oh, I'm all in on that one. Oh, wow. That looks great. I'm all in on that one. Uh, me too. Looks fantastic. It really does. All right. Uh, you know what isn't fantastic? Your current phone carrier, unless it's Patriot Mobile, because uh, they take your, the money you, you give them that you earn through your hard, hard work and pay for your phone with, and then they donate the proceeds to a phone carrier that 
In one case, at least, has donated over $83 million to organizations like Planned Parenthood. NAACP. Stand up to oil. Uh, yeah, stand up to oil. Great one. Stand up to now. oil. Mm -hmm. uh, luckily, you have Patriot Mobile. And, you know, standing up to oil is important, Pat. It is. Because if, if you don't stand up to the oil, well, I mean... I'll say this about oil. It's slippery. It's hard to stand up to it. It is. It. And it's in everything. I don't know if you know this. Yeah. Petroleum is in everything. I know. It's everywhere. Patriot stand Mobile. up to it. <laughs> Patriot Mobile offers uh, all the great stuff that you need from your phone provider. Nationwide talk and text with high-speed 4G LTE data. Mm -hmm. It's got the prices you need, and right. they're going to donate up to 5% of your monthly bill to a conservative organization. But you will they stand up to oil? I think they will not. Okay. They'll, they'll, they'll actually say it's a civilization-creating product. Then good. Let's go to PatriotMobile.com together. Uh, sl PatriotMobile.com slash patents, too. Go there today. Take advantage of the back-to-school special. Get unlimited talk, text, and data along with a free Samsung or iPhone. Just a tremendous deal. All for a flat fee of 55 bucks a month? You Come on now. Use the promo code back to school. So you use that promo code, they're going to uh, waive the activation fee. That doesn't mean they waive at it. They, they take it away. No, I know. Pat, yeah. I think they know okay. that. Go to patriotmobile.com slash patentsdo. Patriotmobile.com slash patentsdo. Or call 1-800-A-PATRIOT. It's 1-800-A-PATRIOT. You know, that kind of wave is actually spelled different than the other sort of wave. Really? Yeah. Wave. One has an I in it. Found and felt like sharing with us so we don't have to talk anymore. Congratulations uh, to uh, little baby uh, Harvey Rodriguez. Was one of three <laughs> babies born uh, as Hurricane Harvey made landfall here in Texas this past weekend. And gosh darn it, he was the only one named Harvey. Isn't that so, adorable? Isn't that mm. Name him after a killer storm. That's that, not that lovely. That that is, is beautiful. It is beautiful. And uh, earlier, Stu was talking about uh, the report uh, by his home that got him concerned, but it was kind of a, a false report. We've seen in Houston how terrible the, the coverage is. And they don't have to pretend to anything. It's bad. No, it's bad. But it was re I was reminded of a Today Show uh, News report on some terrible flooding. That's what I. That they were that's making. where I thought uh, he was going at first. <laughs> oh, but really? Let's, yeah. yeah. Play oh, this today's show oh, coverage. Yeah. Do we have that? Let's look. But first, the severe flooding here in the Northeast as more rain continues to fall today. NBC sees Michelle Kaczynski. I guess she's in the canoe. Is in Wayne, New Jersey, this morning. Hey Michelle, good morning to you. Good morning. Well, obviously we're getting a nice break from the rain, but not the flooding. This is essentially now a part of the Passaic River in this neighborhood. Oh, it was yesterday through the streets, and it's really tough to control a canoe or a boat when you're out in it. It's much deeper back there because this Katie. is much deeper back there. Actually, Michelle, is there some kind of severe drop-off hey, there uh, between the foreground? We, we saw these guys a second ago. Michelle, walk, are these holy men walking on top of water? What's what, going on what, here? What, when you can ride, you guys. When you have a ride like oh, this, wow. you Oh, my God. Gosh, that's an embarrassment. <laughs> sure is. One of well, the most could, embarrassing segments of all time. They wouldn't let me go back into the deep water because they were afraid time. I would just drift away. out here. Strange piece of video there. That, I would just, say that's actually a good way to handle that by, yeah. by Lauer and Kirk. Like, actually calling it out was the right had thing. To, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, oh, had to, right? Oh, had to. That was egregious. Classic clip, Jeffy.